on 93.7 The Ticket. This is your High School Minute. With your Southeast Community College High School Minute, I'm Harrison Arns. In boys basketball on Thursday, Lincoln Lutheran pulled an upset over Class C1 number 3 Auburn, 43-42 on the road. Johnny Pules led the Warriors with 19 points, 9 of them coming in the 4th quarter. Lincoln Southeast beat Columbus 54-44. Wade Boss led the Knights with 18 points. Millard South won over Lincoln Northeast 55-52. Waverly got a win over Hastings 56-43. In girls basketball, Lincoln Lutheran also won over Auburn in the doubleheader 44-25. The Lincoln Lutheran girls are locked in with a bye in their sub-district. They will play the winner of Lincoln Christian in Raymond Central on Tuesday at 5.30. In coaching news, Rich Hubner has been named the next volleyball coach at Lincoln Southeast. He previously coached at Omaha Westside, Raymond Central, and Auburn. He was also an assistant coach for Lincoln Northeast and made multiple state tournament runs. This has been your High School Minute, sponsored by Southeast Community College, with locations in Lincoln, Beatrice, and Milford. Learn more today at southeast.edu. Gray Diesel and Equipment Services is your go-to place in Lincoln for repairs and maintenance for diesel pickups to Class 8 over-the-road trucks and trailers from bumper pole utility to full-size semi. Gray performs DOT inspections and are a service provider for fleet companies like ARI, Element Fleet, and FleetNet. They're a family-owned business in operation since 1952 and they keep a clean friendly shop customer service is their top priority give great diesel and equipment services a visit today with easy access just off i-80 and north 56th street today on hey culligan why does your team stink here's coach waters hey culligan yeah my team stinks Ooh, harsh no no no. i mean they stink they won't hit the showers because it makes their skin all dry and itchy coach it sounds like your guys have been hit hard by hard water you kidding me Hard water? Yep, so let's call an audible in the form of one Culligan Smart high-efficiency water softener to get the smooth back in their skin and the stink out of your team. Okay, Culligan, I'm putting you in. Coach, we're already on the way. Go to CulliganLincoln.com and schedule your free water test today. AmeriCorps programs and members are making a huge impact in Nebraska communities near you, addressing critical issues like education, conservation, and even food insecurity. Because of AmeriCorps, the Conservation Nebraska program educates residents from over 120 communities statewide on living sustainably and keeping Nebraska beautiful. Learn about AmeriCorps programs serving communities in your region by visiting serve.nebraska.gov. Paid for by Serve Nebraska, aired by the Nebraska Broadcasters Association and this station. Tune in to the Teammates Mentoring Hour each Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. on 93.7 The Ticket. Hear stories from the program started by Tom and Nancy Osborne and how it's changed mentors and mentees' lives and how you can be involved. The Teammates Mentoring Hour, Wednesday nights from 6 to 7 o'clock on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Security First Bank. We're the bank, and we make your mortgage more manageable with flexible terms, trusted advice, and competitive rates. When you work with us, we'll know your name, but we'll also get to know your home dreams too. Security First Bank of Lincoln, voted best small bank in Nebraska by Newsweek Magazine. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. NMLS number 505011. Working at Continental in Lincoln isn't a job, it's a career. And right now they've raised wages again and they're hiring for production operators at $2,207 per hour. And other select jobs starting at $2,377 per hour, with wages growing up to $2,971 per hour. Continental also has salary jobs available and great benefits, plus medical and prescription costs at very low premiums. Dental, vision, and life insurance are offered at no premium cost to the associates. To learn more or to apply, go to continental-jobs.com with keyword Lincoln. Come work at Continental today. 
This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome on the block. Today we've moved the block. The block is now at the Lancaster Event Center. Uh, come on and join us here. At, it is the Home and Garden Show out here at the Lancaster Event Center. We're teaming up with Colgan of Lincoln for our booths. Come say hi to us and some Husker athletes who plan to stop by. Uh, we'll be out here till 9 p.m. tonight. Saturday the event is from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Admission is just $8. You can get a dollar off if you bring a non-perishable, non-expired food product. For the Food Bank of Lincoln, we got some nice stuff out here, some prizes uh, if you want to come sign up for out here. A Grant Wistrom signed jersey, and we can ask Strick about uh, if you ever ran into Wistrom on campus here in a second. Uh, also some signed Husker uh, foot basketballs as well from the current team, I believe. Uh, so plenty of uh, nice stuff to come out here and win. Of course, plenty of other vendors around as well that you're going to want to check out. Uh, Strick, did you ever have a chance to run into uh, Grant Wistrom while on campus? Are we having trouble here in Strick here? I don't know if you can fix that. Uh, we're having a little bit of trouble here in Strick. We've got the, some different production stuff to work on, but we will uh, get that going Can you hear here. me? Yeah, there he is. There he is. Uh, can you repeat your there answer? You I'm sorry. Did you ever run into Grant Wistrom on campus? So Grant Grant was a pretty low-profile low dude. He didn't, you know, we didn't see much of him out or uh, I think the most I've probably seen him was at training table. Uh, mm. He was pretty chill dude. You didn't see much of him. They kept, um, you know, he kept himself kind of low key, which is cool. You know, that that yeah. wasn't a problem, but I, he was a tremendous player. So you could tell he kept his focus where it was supposed to be. And that was on the field. There's no question yeah, it's about pre- it. it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And of course, uh, part of those national championship teams, we got his uh, 98, big 98 jersey signed out here. So uh, you're going to want to come out here and, and, and give your chance, uh, yourself an opportunity uh, to, to, to try to sign in there. I think I might have asked you this before, but uh, we're, I mean, was there, there was a pretty good crossover with the basketball and football teams at the time. Did you buddy up to some of those, uh, the football players? I mean, as you know, as you would know, Cluster Johnson was a good friend of mine, so I spent some time with him. You know, we got to bump shoulders with uh, uh, Dante Jones a lot, um, uh, some with Lawrence uh, Phillips, definitely Tommy, some. Um, uh, Tony Velan, a lot of the Omaha crew guys was, was pretty oh, yeah. cool. cool. Um, definitely uh, Dwayne Harris uh, was one that we, we kind of hung out with. Obviously, Jay Foreman. Jay Foreman was a little low key too. He was a little probably, 
Yeah, Jay, yeah. Yeah. If you listen to <laughs> yeah. me, he was a creeper, low creeper, probably uh, Jay Firm <laughs> Foreman. And he was younger than me though, so he was probably trying to, you know, kind of still feel his way around campus. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> there's always that there's always the, the age difference and then the kind of the freshmen coming on campus and probably in the 90s it was a little bit more uh pc i suppose to, to haze i don't know if you hazed anybody um but as far as you know just kind of poking around and making the freshmen do things because you said that, that definitely happened for you in the nba as a rookie uh was it the kind of the same oh, yeah. thing as for freshmen and at the college level we 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 didn't do it as much I, we kind of kept a pretty fraternal type of uh, relationship amongst our, us players. We all, at times, we would plan different, uh, you know, outings, whether it be movies or be bowling or dinner or whatever. Uh, there were times, special events, sometimes if we did something, um, we had one time after we won the Big A tournament, we all congregated over Pike's house because him and Tom Best and and them um, – you know, and live together. So we went over there and kind of hung out and had a, a little fun together as a team. So we, we, we kind of stayed, stayed pretty close knit as a team. We did a lot of stuff as a team. Sometimes we would even, you know, shoot down to Kansas city and hang out as a, you know, as a small group. And that's kind of how we were, you know, yeah. coming in, um, you know, the, the football team would do different things. They had, uh, you know, different parties or whatever uh, fraternity parties and stuff at the cultural center. Stuff like that. So, it, 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 you know, that's kind of how we were able to kind of keep you know, together as, as groups. Well, and of course, for both of those teams, it's easy when when you're winning um, for everybody to think that the culture is good. And, and I think the culture was pretty good. I mean, usually it kind of goes hand in hand. There's been some questions coming up about the Nebraska uh, culture, specifically um, from uh, Tim Fitzgerald of Go Power Cat. A lot of this kind of coming from the, the press conference, Adrian Martinez going over uh, over to Kansas State. Obviously, he had his uh, first public speaking engagement in Manhattan with a press conference. And, uh, and you know, Tim Fitzgerald, for what it's worth, um, kind of came away with a, a few different thoughts coming out of that. I'll read these for you uh, as, as so we can kind of go over them. Uh, he talked about uh, all three players that he's talked to that have come over from Nebraska to Kansas State, and you know that means Cade Warner, Will Honus, and, and Adrian Martinez says uh, that the, that being, that that the culture of Kansas State is something they haven't seen before. He says, if you're a Nebraska fan, you're wondering why you're struggling and you can't get over the hump. You've got a culture issue when the players are so openly admitting they haven't seen a locker room that's cohesive uh, like that. Uh, and then he goes on to say that, you know, Frost uh, might know football. He might have inherited a good culture at Central Florida and had success with that culture, but he doesn't have the culture in Lincoln. He did not inherit that, and he has not built that. And he keeps making the mistake of thinking things will get better uh, with better players. And, and it's kind of his point overall is that Kansas State, through the portal, have been taking character guys. They're not necessarily plugging in roster holes as much as bringing in good character guys to kind of build up that culture uh, down there in Manhattan. Is that something that you buy too much into? I mean, it's 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 really hard. I mean, in in and I and I, I don't question you know how close Tim Fitzgerald is with with the locker room, but I know he's not in it. So sometimes it's it's hard to really. Uh, engage how good a, a culture is if you're not in the locker room. And it's also easy just if a team's win, if, if a team's losing just to start questioning the culture of that locker room. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a twofold uh, thing, right? I mean, it, it was spoken out of the mouth of some of the players that they are experiencing something uniquely different than what they're, they have seen or experienced in their previous. Now that could be some hate, hater aid type stuff, you know, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I mean, Adrian Martinez, um, 
uh, one of the things that he liked about him when he sat down with him and he felt that he had a great character. He felt that he was a mature individual. Uh, he felt that um, he had great character, great uh, insight, um, was was well perceived in, in their meeting, right? So I would have to venture to say that a lot of that came out of Nebraska though, right? Because that's really what Nebraska is in, in, you know, in a lot of ways, the overall aspect of the campus and culture is, is, is built that way. They, they are built to mature young men and make them uh, good character people that when they leave and they, you know, integrate into society that they continue to maintain that. That's usually the hope. That's what, you know, it was when we came in and, and it's, it's uh, it seems to keep along those same lines. Now, you know, inside the locker room, that's a that's a different type of uh, thing. They you know seem to express that there was not that same type of cohesion and unity. And if, as I speak to old Huskers, I mean, Vershawn and some of those guys can uh, allude to that. That that's one of the things that they definitely had. You know, you may have had beef against somebody or or another person within the uh, the, the confines, but when you hit the floor or the court or the field in football then that all went out the window. It was about all about the, um, the general goal, right? And then you saw it on the field because it was a lot of gang tackling. It was a lot of um, where the ball was going. You maintain your responsibilities and your assignments. Those, those are the ways that I viewed the, the football team back then. Um, whereas now sometimes there's a lot of breakdowns. You, you know, when you have penalties, there's no accountability to those specific things. You have a lot of penalties. You have a lot of missed assignments. You saw that in the special teams, right? Not running and staying in lanes and different things like that, allowing those things to account. So, you know, it could be plausible. Yeah, it could be something that's very plausible. So I can't, I'm not going to, you know, knock it or that, but I will say that, um, you know, Frost did inherit something down at, uh, at um, UCF that he was able to take his mind and, and what his staff was putting together and turn that into something great. Right. But uh, you do have to build culture and how you, you go about it. It has to start from the top down. And I think that Tom Osborne was <laughs> the, the status quo of, of what culture was, because when you came in there, you knew what to expect and you did it. And if you didn't do it, then, you know, you didn't play. Yeah. And, it, and it, that is interesting, you know, factor in all of this is, you know, obviously Scott has Tom's support and you would think if there is a, a problem or, you know, if he needed a mentor at this stage of his career, or, you know, in the last couple of years um, that he would have leaned on Tom Osborne to kind of build that. And um, so, I mean, that that's, it, it's all, it, a lot of times I think it just comes down to the results on the field, but also interesting in that, you know, Adrian Martinez was a three-time captain here. Uh, Cade Warner was a captain here. So when you talk about a culture, isn't part of uh, the responsibility when you're named a, a captain is to kind of, is, is, you know, that's partially on you. I mean, you, you're the one that they rely on um, to kind of get it to that point. Or like you said, is it more top down, regardless of who's the captain, if the coach doesn't have, have the culture in the right spot, that it's hard to create that. Um, I just, I don't know if I necessarily would believe that, you know, obviously maybe for the long term because players come and go. Um, but you always hear about, you know, players only meetings or, you know, players getting together um, and and turning things around. And, you know, ultimately, they're the ones that need the chemistry on the on the court, on the field, whatever it may be. Um, so I, I find it kind of interesting to 
knock the culture of the previous program of these kids when they were the captains of those program and then say they're high character kids. Yeah. And, and that's why it's going to be a show and prove thing, right? Because if they go down there and they don't perform, then it's the, the eyes and, and the scrutiny is going to come back on them, right? It's not necessarily going to come from where they just left from because then, you know, if Nebraska happens to turn this thing around, then the eyes going to look, that way also so there's a lot of different components that can happen right whether it be injury if he's injured if he doesn't you know participate in 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 the long longevity of the season um if anything happens to where he's not able to fully show and prove then you know there's there's going to be a lot of nebraska folks and and they're going to take those quotes and kind of throw them out with the trash because they're going to say well you know, this is and that is the case. Now, if, if Purdy or if uh, Casey Thompson comes in here, shows out, and they start winning games, and these rooms turn around to something different, because what it is is a coach is a coach. They supply the equipment to you, right? As a player, especially as a leading player or uh, the head, you're supposed to be an extended arm of that. Of, of, of whatever it is, it's like you have a CEO coach and you have a COO. COO is basically like the C, the CEO amongst the ire of those then, who is underneath them, right? So you've got to be an extended arm um, of, of what it is that the coach is trying to establish in a co- in, 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 in show amongst the group. And if you don't lead in that capacity, then there's a disconnect and then you have trouble uh, within the the confines of the uh, the structure and the order of the team, and it breaks down. And so, you know, like you you don't see that happen with Aaron Rodgers, right? When Aaron Rodgers or somebody of the likes of him, Tom Brady, they step in that huddle. It's a command of what needs to be done and what does not need to be done. If you're if you're not understanding your routes and you're not understanding your zone reads and you're you know knowing when to drag or when to stop or when to if you don't if you're not learning and picking that up then you're going to be addressed appropriately amongst those guys and you're going to get it done if you don't get it done then there's going to be a problem and the problem is going to come from the leadership of the quarterback or whoever is in control of that whether it be the linebacker or whether it be the the safety or whoever it is you know what i'm saying I'm, i could see the same thing with a tyron Ma- uh, matthew right if he's if he's leading the the dbs and he's he's you know, there's some breakdowns and coverages, then I'm sure that'll be addressed, right? That's what has to happen. If that doesn't happen and, and K-State ends up falling through the cracks and, and, you know, if they end up having success, then there could be a voice or something to be said about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, it's fascinating just to kind of see how it's going. And obviously at Kansas State, you can kind of have those better feel-good uh, articles coming off a of bowl victory and stuff like that where – things are, are moving in the right direction and you can kind of hold yourself up high that's why I always I, I always wonder about the culture thing because it's just it, it's really hard to read and again if you're not in the locker room you don't know the dynamics that are a part of it and it's just you know it, it's hard to, to say that a lot of it doesn't like what comes first the culture or the wins right you know the winning well winning culture 
it, it has to be, you know, you can try to instill that in a losing team, but you still need the Jimmys and the Joes at, at a certain point in time. So there's just a, there's a lot that goes into uh, making a winning team and having a winning culture. But first and foremost, that that's wins. And so, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting, like the Husker basketball team is an interesting kind of case study for this, right, is that um, they haven't been getting the wins, but they don't seem to be too divisive toward each other, right? I mean, they seem to go out and, and still, um, you know, give it their all most games than not. And the Northwestern game and, you know, it's basketball games like baseball games, so you can have a few blowouts in there, and then you kind of question um, – their effort and that again i think it's difficult to to question culture i think it's difficult to question effort but what's not difficult to to question is the wins and losses um so ultimately that's what people are going to be judged by and that's how you know if if nebraska turns it around and, and starts winning is the winning culture going to be attributed to frost or would it be attributed to Casey Thompson or, or Whipple or those new guys coming in, the difference in that? So, I mean, it, it's fascinating. Uh, we were kind of talking on the previous couple shows, too, about, you know, what Nebraska needs to do to improve, to get better, to keep Frost around. And, it, uh, you know, as the CEO role, um, which I always question, well, why why a CEO role for Frost? That's not necessarily something that he's done before. You know, he's kind of always been the play caller. But... I guess the answer to that is there's just not a whole whole lot else to do with him unless you're going to let him go, uh, is that the hope that he can can put it together and start to build a resume uh, as a CEO type of head coach um, because the other the other uh, attempt it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, you 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 I, I think there's and we talked about it before on the block and you you have you you as a coach, there's so much stuff that goes on in, in, in preparation in you know, in the different rooms, like if you're the, basically the offensive coordinator, you have an offensive coordinator, but you're really the guy that how much can you have your eyes on the special teams or how much can you have your eyes on the defense and really understand what they're doing? If you're so in tune as to watching the film and trying to figure out, what plays and what structure and what sequences you're going to call different plays in and so forth and so on. And you're, you're so ire focused on the, on the offensive side, you're trusting entrusting those, those assignments to those specific individuals and, and basically saying, get it done. But at the end of the day, when you're now responsible for the totality of everything that's happening within your organization, you may want to kind of put those into the hands of whom can focus on those specific things. Then you monitor it and then you make your inputs or you, you, you state your, your discrepancies with whatever it may be, but then you're able to kind of focus on all aspects without necessarily having a laser focus on one specific aspect of the game. And so I think that's probably what he felt he needed to do in order to make sure that they're able to be successful and and he can monitor those things a little bit more closely. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see if that turns around. Obviously, they made all these moves uh, hoping to get in, you know, get into the win column, and we'll see if that happens, if that turns around this year. We're going to take a quick break here on the block, but a reminder, uh, come join us out at the Lancaster Event Center. We're at the Home and Garden Show is the is the event. Uh, we're teaming up with Cooligan of Lincoln at our booth. So, yeah, come on, stop by. We'll be here till 9 o'clock tonight. 
Uh, admission is $8. You get $1 off if you bring a non-perishable, non-expired food product for the food bank of Lincoln. We have a Grant Wisdom signed jersey out here, a couple signed basketballs as well that you can put your name in uh, to try to win. So certainly, definitely a good reason to come on out here. We're going to take a quick break on the block. We'll be right back.